Oh, I'm the nostalgia critic. Guy remembers. And welcome to the first installment of Sequel Month. All through the month of January, I have to review. I had to review terrible, terrible sequels to movies I've already looked at. And if these sequels are anything like the movie I just saw, I am in serious shit, man! Serious, serious shit! <gasps> Never ending story three. This is anus scum. Literally fresh from the ass anus scum. This is one of the worst laughs in the face to a really great movie since the last laugh in the face to it. But give Neverending Story 2 some credit, it wasn't this. This is the Mortal Kombat 2 of sequels, the Batman and Robin, the, well, it's still bad. It's one of the worst sequels to a franchise I have ever seen, period. This is the movie. These are the notes of things that are wrong with the movie. So as you can imagine, there's a lot to talk about. So I will do my best to keep this review under a millennium long, but I make no promises. <sighs> Let's take a look. First of all, look at this stellar computer animation. Doesn't it look like it's just leaping out at you? Hell, the credits look more three-dimensional. I guess this is supposed to be Fantasia, but Lord knows, it looks more like a theme park from the fucking White Witch of Narnia. Apparently there's this dumbled douche who spends most of his time recording the tales of the never-ending story. Yeah, just burn the pages after part one, pal. It'll save you four hours. There will be a day when the writing stylus will start to act strangely. This is a sign that the nasty is on the way. The Nasty. That's the name of our villain, folks. The Nasty. In the first film, it was the nothing. The second film, it was the emptiness. And in this film, it's the Nasty. The hell is the villain in the next film gonna be called? The... To stop the Nasty, even temporarily, would require a special young human, a voracious reader of great imagination and extraordinary courage. Too bad, you got the dick cheese from Free Willy. Enjoy! He's being chased by some bullies and hides in the school library, where he comes across the librarian from the first two films, played this time by Freddie Jones. Yeah, is it me or do they always meet this way? Mr. Coriander, don't you remember me? Bastion, Bastion Balthazar Bucks. Bastion? What in the world happened to you? They changed actors twice. The never-ending story. That is strictly a reference book from now on. And must not be taken from the library under any circumstances. That's why I left it out in the open for anybody to steal. Seriously, I should take better care of my books! So he looks in the book and sees his story as once again being told through the text. Apparently his dad got married to a divorcee named Jane Baxter. Jane's house was more suited for a family of four. Which for Bastion, and a new room, a new neighborhood, and worst of all, a new school. Well, thank God the librarian just happened to move at the exact same time to the exact same school. Or maybe when he, you know, vanished into thin air from the last film, he just happened to reappear at the school. That's fucking lucky. He also gets a little sister, a bratty little bitch and a half who wants nothing to do with Bastion. 
You can have one if you want. I got plenty of them. What for? Crystals are so stupid. Like a crystal can really grant a wish or something? When did he say it could? Spare me this new age garbage. Crystals aren't supposed to grant wishes. Only the Orn can do that. Can't tell this to anybody. Okay. The Orn is a necklace of the childlike empress, the ruler of all Fantasia. The never-ending story. You're crazy. So after hearing his Dungeons and Dragons wet dream, she locks herself in her room and tries to cope with the situation. she's not into all that new age crap. She just likes to express her feelings on acoustic guitar and sing lyrics that wouldn't make it into a jewel poetry book. And you left me here. Sebastian's dad, who looks like a pig that just ate Vince Vaughn, tries to help his new wife be a good parent. Downstairs, look alive, let's go, yee-haw! I'll be pulling the car out of the garage. You know, when you're ready. I'm acting! But Bastion decides he wants to look cool on his first day of school, so he goes for something along the lines of that green-haired guy from SimCity. James, would you happen to have a comb? No, I, I don't. But don't worry, you look perfectly... impressive. Yeah, you can call it the I just woke up and saw the box office results for NeverEnding Story 3 look. Oh my god, the new brother. Is he for real? Oh, it depends. Do you believe two obvious 30-year-olds trying to play high school students is for real? Where's Mendrew? Nicole, I gotta get this stuff out of my hair. I can't show you the bathroom right now. Oh my god! Wait, what? 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 Oh, whoa, huh? Wait, come on! Why? Who are they? The Nazis! Wait, no, wait, yes. come on, wait, what? Huh? Wait, wait, what? How does this... What? Okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. We gotta go back and do bullet points because there's just too many things wrong with this scene. First off, that's Jack Black. What? Second, why would an entire school literally run away from a group of bullies? What, did they stuff their pants with TNT or something? Third, that's Jack Black. What? Fourth, they're literally called the Nasties? In the first film, the nothing was an abstract entity. In the second film, the emptiness was the human form of dying imagination. In this film, it's literally just a bunch of bullies named the Nasties? How fucking uninspiring is that? To go from complex ideas destroying worlds to one half of Tenacious D acting like a dick mule. Boy, they keep upping the ante, don't they? Now, to his credit, Jack Black does seem like the only actor who's actually having fun with this performance. Don't get me wrong, it's still written terribly, but it's a lot of fun to see him try and pull something off with it. Can you guys show me where the men's room is? Well, I think it'd only be right we personally escort you to the men's room. It's a trap! So they lock him in the storage room until the janitor comes along and spots them. Yo, Mr. John, what's up? How many times are you dweezels gonna repeat the 12th grade? Oh, so that's why half the high school students look like they're in their 20s. Principal said the next time he catches you down here, he'd have you all expelled. Sebastian knocks on the door and tells the janitor what happened, resulting in them getting expelled. Which leads us to where the story left off with Bastion finding the book. Kinda weird that he read all the things that he already knew happened to himself. But the bullies find him and continue to chase him down. You know what I don't miss in this film? Fantasia. I 
I don't miss it at all. The other films would have gotten there by now, but this film feels that taking its time to show us how teeth-grindingly boring our main character is is much more important. Hell, the name of the flippin' film is Escape from Fantasia! They should have called it trying to get the fucking Fantasia! Oh, take back Fantasia! It's my story and I say I return to Fantasia to escape the nasties! What the hell? That's your transporting effect. You'd be lucky if you didn't get a seizure traveling that way. I want to go to Fantasia now! So finally, he transports himself back to Fantasia. Oh hey, I didn't know Martin Short was in this movie. So he comes across the gnomes from the first movie, who are now Irish for some reason, as Jack Black continues to try and find Bastion. When I get my hands on that slippery weasel, I'm gonna rock his world. No. Yo! Maybe he's hiding in one of these books! Yo, Balthazar! <laughs> you know, these guys are making Bulk and Skull look like professional assassins. Did anybody check in there? So they find the book, and here's a big shock, are actually able to read. In order to escape the nasties, the nasties? Bastion rushed inside the nearest door of the school library. Now how can something that's happening right now be in this book? It ain't possible! He then slapped himself in a bout of overacting hamminess. So the nasties eventually figure out that the book is alive and that Bastion is inside. Maybe we could make a few things happen to him. So the nasties start to destroy the world by... jumping on chairs? Yeah, honestly, they never explain how they're controlling the story. They never write in the book, they don't read the book out loud, it's just sort of in their control. But luckily, some characters are still around to help. Oh, you did great! Uh, am I still in one piece? We need a ride to Silver City to see the Empress. Not with me! I just came from there! Everyone's acting crazy! Oh my god! What did they do to you, Valcor? Not only do the animatronics look like the butt cheeks from Chuck E. Cheese, but the character is totally backwards! Falcor was a dignified creature! He was optimistic and wise! This abomination is a blithering idiot! He's like the flying version of Patrick the Starfish! Things will work out fine, Atreyu. Never give up, and good luck will find you. Oh wait, that's just what I heard. It could be just a rumor. Oh, this is no weather for mountain flying. I don't wanna go go on an adventure. But he's not the only character who gets an anal raping from this film. Just take a look at what they did to the rock biter and <sighs> family. Yeah, there's TV in Fantasia now, folks. TV! Isn't that like the number one thing that keeps children from reading? And they have it in Fantasia? A world that can't survive unless children are reading! <laughs> what a fucking hypocritical world! <laughs> Did someone see rocks before lunch? <laughs> yes, people. That is the rock biter. Allow me to cry for you. <laughs> WHAT HAVE YOU DONE, MOVIE?! WHAT HAVE YOU DONE?! YOU TURNED THIS CHARACTER INTO A FUCKING SITCOM! NO, I'M SERIOUS, IT'S A FUCKING SITCOM! LIKE THE FUCKING FLINTSTONES OR THE FUCKING DINOSAURS! DON'T FUCKING BELIEVE ME?! TAKE A FUCKING LOOK AT THE FUCKING SCENES FROM THOSE FUCKING-
fucking shows and then fucking tell me they don't fucking look like the fucking same thing you fucking fuck fuck but oh wait there's more just listen to what the fucking family sounds like would you mind going over to wandering mountains and breaking off about a half a ton of limestone for me that that's a female voice. No, 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 no. That thing has a dick. It has bulging testicles. He married a rock vestite. But wait, there's more. Take a look at how the baby sounds. Junior the Bucky. Dada, we come to Junior. It's all the same guy. Yeah, it's the same actor doing all three parts. I'm convinced. There is no attempt to disguise the voice at all. They just didn't care. But wait! There's more! Just when you think they can't possibly take away any more dignity from this character, they can't buttfuck him enough! Play it. Let me make one thing perfectly clear. This is not jumping the shark. I can repeat that again. This is not jumping the shark. Oh, no, 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 no. This is jumping the shark, coming back, shooting it in the balls, raping it, eating its flesh, consuming its soul, mounting its head on the wall, and then doing the same thing that 12 more fucking sharks just to be safe. Don't believe me? You do not fucking believe me? Well, let's take a look at the original film and this film back to back. They look like big, good, strong hands, don't they? Get your motor running. Friends, the nothing. Pull them right out of my hands. Take the world and the love of race. They don't quite fit together, do they? They do quite fit together! Shame on you, movie! Shame on you! Anyway, we see the childlike Empress, who of course looks nothing like a child, and her sidekick, Megamind? As they enter the icy mountain, the same time Bastion does. Empress, how are you? Not well. We must not give in to the nasty. Am I the only one who finds that dirty? You will take the Orin with you. You shall wish yourself back to the human world. Then use the power of the Orin to return the book to the safe hands of the Keeper. Safe schmafe! This is the third time he's lost that goddamn book! It couldn't be in worse hands! I should have mailed it to the Marx brother. So, for some reason that's never fully explained, they all have to hold hands and wish together in order to get back to the real world. The Rockbiter's baby sneaks in, though, and this somehow screws everything up. Dada, help me! 
Hereby wish a never-ending story would leave the nasty... No, Bastion, stop! Empress? The Fantasians who helped you got caught in a wish overload. Wish overload? I can't believe this fuck! Now they're with you in the human world, but you must not use the powers of Orin to stop the nasty. Why not? Yeah, why not? Because the new Fantasia that follows will be different. It won't include them. But it's his imagination. Why can't he just wish they're in the new Fantasia? It's my imagination. I'll just make sure they're in the new Fantasia. No, Bastion. That's it? Just no? There's no other reason why? Well, why can't he just wish them back? No, Bastion. It seems like he could do it really easily. No, Bastion. I mean, he's got the little thing. No, Bastion. Just take two seconds. No, Bastion. What if he just... No, Bastion. Fuck you! It's your damn world! You botch it up however you want! So Falcor is stuck somewhere in the sky. Tree pube here is stuck in the forest. The gnomes are trapped in Gnome, Alaska. Get it? And that petrified turd is stuck somewhere on Mount Rushmore. So Bastion is stuck at home, literally waiting for his friends to find him as his dad comes in to chat. Any, um, problems with the new school? Making any friends? I'm fine, okay? How much you want to bet they're not going to bring up at all any of the knowledge that the father got about the book from the last movie? Even though clearly in the last film he proved that everything he said about the story was real. So there's nothing you no. want it. Nope, not even a mention. Continuity is fucked like a two dollar whore. The only thing he says are two words that pretty much sum up the entire movie in a nutshell. Everything sucks. Okay. Okay. Good talk, son. I think we've really come a long way after our breakthrough This Really Bites discussion. So we see the nasties literally have a hideout at the mall behind a garbage dumpster. I swear to God, these guys are turning into 1960s Batman villains every time I turn around. You think maybe we should get our hands on that Chloron thing first? Before we even get a chance to read about it, this book could go flying right out of our hands. Let's steal the necklace, and then we get the book. Permanent control over Balthazar's story. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. We see Falcor got the baby and are stuck in some sort of Chinese parade. And I have to admit, it's pretty bad when the paper dragons are looking more realistic than the actual dragon. May not be Fantasia, but there's some cute dragons here. There's some cute dragons here. Fuck you. But Bastion finds them and they fly away, as nobody questions why there's a giant white hairy penis flying in the sky. So Falcor flies the baby and Bastion home and continues to search for the others. E.T. is a much better movie. Speaking of E.T. ripoffs, we get those classic scenes where the kid is hiding the creature in a comedic way from the parents. But again, why doesn't he just fucking show them? The father knows the world exists, or at least he did in the last movie, so what's the big deal? Oh, and here's a real bonehead move. Bastion goes to school the next day, leaving the giant rock baby and the all-powerful necklace out in the open. Thank God you don't have a bitchy bitch sister who would steal it for any reason. And you just won the Dumbass of the Year award. At school, we see the nasties watching him, but are waiting for the right moment to strike. We're supposed to be expelled, remember? Let's wait till the three o'clock bell, so we can take him outside without no one noticing. 
Do you know the Klingon proverb that tells us revenge is a dish that is best served cold? But soon the sister figures out that the Orin has power, and here's a bright move. She makes fucking wishes with it! Thank you, God! How come that dumbass Bastion never gets the idea to just wish for shit? True, she's using it to go shopping and dress up like Bozo's hooker, but hell, she's fucking using it! All Bastion has to do is wish for the never-ending story to be in his hand and all this misery would be over. But no, he just sits in his room praying the problem will fix itself. That technically means that the bitchy sister is more of a hero than he is. Because she's fucking using it. Hell, even the nasties, the villains of this picture are closer to heroes than Bastion is because they're actually taking advantage of what they have. Why the hell are you in this movie? Just leave! Okay, so the nasties find out that Bastion doesn't have the necklace and like idiots they let him go. Back at home, both the gnome and the tree somehow deliver themselves to Bastion even though they don't know his address? Fuck it, I don't care, I'll buy it! Fill in the plot holes yourself, kids, cause this movie ain't gonna do it for you! They go to find the sister at the mall and, oh, what a coincidence, it happens to be Halloween! So they can walk around without getting noticed, lucky lucky. Little do they know, though, that the nasties are reading their progress. What a dream! Okay, come on guys, Balthazar's sister's right upstairs. There she is! There she is. So the nasties grab the necklace and run. Where'd they go? I don't know. They must have used the orn to disappear. What'll happen if you don't get the orn back? Don't you realize what you've caused? Her? I really hope you enjoyed your little shopping spree. It's called doing something, you dumbass. Look into it. So it looks like the nasties have control of the necklace and thus all power in the world. Yo, Empress! Jesus! Check it out, Wilma. I'm the new keeper of the book. My name is not Wilma. Yeah, don't you remember? It's... Then Bastion has failed. And the Fantasia that we know will be a thing of the past. Yeah, you really should learn your lesson from the last movie. He's not very good at this. So the nasties literally turn everybody in the world into arguing jerks because... They're nasty. This means the kids' parents are at each other's throats, too, but luckily they find the nasties and try to stop them. It looks like things are getting a little nasty over at the Bucks residence. You made it that way! Don't go blaming it on me. I didn't put those words into your parents' mouths. They said it themselves. For hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. But the tree steals it from them and gives it back to Bastion. I wish! Finally, rain down some vengeance on these assholes! Big man, Balthazar. When you got the necklace. Put it down. What? No, we're doing this? Put it down. Then we'll see what a big man you are. Bastion placed the necklace down. You can't be serious. You're dead to me, kid. You're, you're just gone. All at once, it was as if Bastion was transformed into a deadly combination of Bruce Lee, Steven Seagal, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. What, no Chuck Norris? So yeah, the book says he uses all his karate moves to kick their asses. I have no idea how this is supposed to work. Is he writing the story? Is the sister? Is the story just writing itself? It's never explained. I have wonderful news, though. The movie's almost over. 
The kids go home to their parents, the other Fantasia characters get back safe, they turn the nasties into bookworms, and I assume the librarian is gonna BURN THAT FUCKING BOOK BEFORE IT STARTS ANY MORE SHIT! I mean, Jesus, it almost destroyed the world in this one! And we did it. We made it through. The never-ending story three. One of the worst sequels of all time. <sighs> but on the bright side, the one thing I had to look forward to through all of this is that I get to hear that classic never-ending story song again. It was in the last two movies. It is my reward for watching this torture. I deserve it. So please, play the song. Been colliding, having had a thunder, racing with the wind, and the feeling that I'm running I'm the Nostalgia Critic, and you're watching Sequel Month. One down. <sighs> Alex McAllardner, have him out of thunder, racing with the wind, and the feeling that I'm under. We must not give in to the nasty.